Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews, coming at you online and in print format at nicktiffany.com, in audio wherever you get your podcasts, and even in video on YouTube. Today we're talking about another Amazon Prime release that you can watch right now at home. The film is The Burial, starring Tommy Lee Jones and Jamie Foxx. Amazon is just continuing to uh, increase their original movie catalog. We had a few weeks back uh, A Million Miles Away with Michael Pena, which I really enjoyed. It was a great surprise on there. And so as I do week to week, spend my time trying to figure out, all right, what's coming out theatrically? Is there anything independent I can go see at some obscure theater or what's on streaming? And so I was happy to see another Jamie Foxx movie hitting streaming. I think, you know, with They Clone Tyrone on Netflix, he's already had a pretty, uh, pretty strong year so far. And so I'm always, always game for more Jamie Foxx. It's one of the best entertainers that we have across any genre he's unbelievably funny charismatic talented as all get out and then you can just turn it on at the drop of a hat so i was like jamie fox in a new film i'm in and i love tommy lee jones so i was like cool let's uh let's check it out and so what the burial is is it's based on the true story jeremiah o'keefe who's played by tommy lee jones he's a funeral home operator and he also owns a funeral insurance company down in southern mississippi and he's kind of gotten himself into a little trouble monetarily taking on certain debt in an attempt to try to keep this funeral service and business afloat. You know, he's got 13 kids. He's got something like 26 grandkids. I mean, it's insane a little bit, but he's a decorated war hero. This has been a family business that was passed down from his father. And all he really wants to do is make sure that he can keep what they've got and pass down his legacy to his kids and then his grandkids. And so trying to find a way out of this, he attempts to make a deal with the Lowell group. And they essentially are this multi-billion dollar industry. They own hundreds of funeral homes across the country. And their whole shtick is it's like, you know how many people are 65 and older in this country? That means in the next however many years, we're going to see this boom of death whether natural or otherwise, and that's going to mean a lot of funerals. And so we've got caskets, we've got premium packages, we've got whatever. We're like, we're going to destroy the market then. So it's like, we could actually use some of your funeral homes. You know, we'll give you some money for this, we'll bail you out of that, but we want a little something in return. And he was like, you know what? As much as I hate to give it up, I will do it under the condition that you... Don't expand anywhere else in Southern Mississippi. You leave me and my people where we're at unchallenged. It's like, okay, sure. You know, they shook hands, drafted a deal. He signed it, sent it off to them. And then months go by. Oh, you know, we want to tinker the deal a little bit. We want to take our time and really make sure that things are looking good on our end in the Lowell group before we can send it back. And... What it feels like is it's like, yeah, I think they're just stalling for time because what's going to happen next month when we owe even more on the insurance and when we're even further into debt, you know, for a multi-billion dollar company, yes, you have the time and the resources to blow off the little guy and to jerk them around and honestly put them in a pretty hard position where, oh, you know, with the last second, because you're really desperate, we'll just come and buy it all at a much lower price. That'd just be so much easier for everybody involved, you know? And this isn't, I mean, this stuff happens 
pretty often. There's a lot of examples of this in both mainstream media and just in courts in general. I mean, this is not a new tactic, but it sucks because yes, these billionaires have the money to play games, whether it's with employees, potential collaborators, whatever it is, you name it. They're like, oh, we're probably not going to pay you until we absolutely have to. And so it's just, it's messed up for a number of reasons. And so you really feel for the 75-year-old man who's now feeling almost entrapped by this. But you've got Mamadou Ati who plays Hal Dawkins, a young black American lawyer who's working for Tommy Lee Jones's character. He kind of brings him in, much to the chagrin of uh, Alan Ruck, who plays his oldest legal advisor. But what they kind of decide between them is Hal finds <laughs> the eccentric and, you know, quite honestly, phenomenal lawyer, Willie Gary, who's played by Jamie Foxx. He's got a private jet. He's got a 50-room mansion. He's done exceptionally well for himself. Takes on only black cases, I would say. You know, and he would tell you himself he hasn't worked white cases. But, uh... But they think, you know, because we're filing this down in Mississippi in a place where overwhelmingly the population is black, we're probably going to have a mostly black jury and we might even have a black judge. And in the background of all of this, the OJ case is going on and they cut to it a couple times where it's like, oh, you know, like, look at what Cochran's doing right now. Is this even a case about OJ? No, they're just making it about race. And then that's where this film kind of looks like, okay, well, can we look at race, how these different funeral homes have operated, all these different things. There's something in there that we can find that shows not only do you not care about the little guy, the poor guys, whatever, but are you also, do you really have the interest of these people that you're trying to sell caskets and funerals to? And it really turns into this exploration of the background of this company while also learning the background of both Willie and Jeremiah, kind of studying the families they came from, you know, for Willie. Yes, he takes cases on, but it's all about the money. You know, he's like, hey, how am I? We're not going to take on a $8 million case. I'm like, we're taking $80 million cases. Come on now. You got to think bigger. Willie doesn't tackle that. He talks in third person all the time. Willie Gray, I'm not going to tackle that case. But uh, there is something, though, human, I think, in what they discovered the more they kind of looked into this company, looked at the way they were treating death, the elderly, impoverished people, minorities. And so they're trying to pull on the right strings, trying to find an argument in court that they can take that not only because it's again, it's not about Jeremiah making hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, he's not in this to make more than what he was owed. But the principle is, well, if these guys are doing this to other people, if they're not only screwing over you, but if they're screwing over people that look like me, people with less money than me, yeah, I mean, they're going to screw me over. Who's to say that they're not already taking advantage or have been taking advantage of people? And so the film, while still being lawyer procedural, does kind of dive into some of the, the racial histories of the people involved and looking at you know, because we're going to open that door against the uh, against the defense. Well, hey, we better be ready for them to cross-examine us. And so you get into this game, too, where it's just it's a dirt off. Who's going to find more dirt on the other team first? What can we use? How can we 
shine a negative light on you or perhaps everything great you said yesterday, well, we're going to try to discredit you the next day. And so the film, it was entertaining for two hours. Maybe I felt like it could have been a little shorter. I think it's just got pacing problems through the middle. I don't know if it totally knows what kind of story it wants to be either because it delves into some inspirational sides and then other times it's a far more serious courtroom like, hey, no, we're talking about potentially setting precedent for the future and ends up just kind of being a mixed bag of well-meaning, well-to-do people. It's like, hey, I'm like, I'm totally on board with this. This is screwed up. What's happening? You know? I just, I don't know if I ever felt overwhelmingly connected to the film or just the, the energy that it was trying to emit. I don't know. It was, it was fine. But for two hours, it felt like I'd been watching it a lot longer. And I just kind of found myself like, all right, I'm, I'm hoping this picks up a little steam sooner. I hope that whatever point they're nailing through, that it really just drives home at the end of this. But uh, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed watching Jamie Foxx. You know, and Tommy Lee Jones, the two of them work interestingly together. Tommy's definitely getting older now, but, uh, <laughs> you know, some of some of what he listens to in the movie or how he interacts with Jamie Foxx and all his friends, it's entertaining for sure. But uh, I don't know. By and large, the movie's fine. It is definitely interesting. It's a case where you're like, all right, yeah, like this is screwed up. Like I'm I'm glad that they're fighting for this, you know, and that that was about it, though. I didn't get overwhelmingly connected to the characters. They spend a little bit of time, whether it's with their wives or their family, but I feel like not nearly enough to totally draw me into that side of the, uh, the scenario as well, maybe. Um, you know, I think if you're looking for something different, something new, and you got a couple hours, I'm sure you won't mind watching The Burial. It, you know, this is, I think, the perfect example of if I would have gone and seen this in the theaters, I don't know why I feel like my, like, yeah, I don't know. That's, I feel like I've been not struggling with this just as a film critic or someone who just watches movies and what they get out of it and the experience. Had I seen this movie in theaters, I'm certain that I would have felt very similar to how I feel now. You know, I think the upside is, yeah, I wouldn't have spent 15 bucks to go see it, maybe. Or in terms of if there maybe are a few other things that I'd probably go see in the theatrical format before this. So again, it's the nice side of, I pay for streaming. They've got new content out. The new content's not bad. You know, the movie's fine. It's not quite on the level of where the judge was at. And I'm not saying that I thought this was going to be like the judge, but for whatever reason, that's the last thing I could think of when I'm like, all right, yeah, an old man in court, procedural drama, but the judge, I think the writing was sharper in that film too, but just the, the dramatic, the dramatics of it all, the, the feel of what was happening in that courtroom felt maybe like the stakes were a little bit bigger, or maybe felt like this had a little more weight to it than it really did. So Again, for streaming at home, I think tons of people are going to enjoy this. It's not a bad movie by any means. I just don't think it's a great movie. So at that, be sure to stay tuned to NT Movie Reviews on all social media networks, podcast platforms, and on YouTube. For all the latest in movie news and reviews, there's going to be a lot of really great independent stuff coming up in the next, like, for the rest of the year, actually. We're almost into the November threshold 
We've got Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon next week, which I am beyond stoked for. But to me, that's also just a sign that like, all right, we're moving into heavy, heavy hitters now. It's Oscar buildup season. And so both on streaming and in theater, I think we're going to have a lot of really great content to talk about. So thank you again for listening and hopefully we'll see you next time.